This podcast is brought to you by Shay and Jayla. No, Jayla, a lot of people ask us how they can help us grow our podcast. You can like, comment, share, rate, or subscribe to us. Yep. And if you go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and just a simple word comment, that helps us be seen more by other Why Notters out there. Absolutely. Keep listening. And we appreciate you. Thank you. Jayla, we have our first sponsor. We do. We do. And it's for your teeth. teeth. We're always talking about smiling, right? Absolutely. Smiling usually helps you feel happy and more joy. So give a smile away. That's right. That's what they say. Um, so yeah, why not keep your smile healthy, right? Mm-hmm. So Pentino Dental can help you do that. Located where? 48258 is a new location, National Road, St. Clairsville, Ohio. Uh, you can check them out on pentinodental.com. They're also on Facebook and Instagram. They do family, cosmetic, dentistry. So if you're thinking about getting a new set of veneers or something like that, they can hook you up. Absolutely. Give Pentino Dental a call for all your dental needs. Yep, and he just happens to be a pretty cute dentist too. <laughs> Everyone says you need to know an attorney. Boy, are they ever right. And we have another sponsor, Shay. We are big time. Robinson Law Offices, located in downtown Wheeling, 1140 Main Street. I've heard they're pretty cute. I <laughs> hear they're pretty cute, too. That seems to be our shtick. Absolutely. So if you need some great representation in the Wheeling area, please give them a call. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Take care. Good morning, Roosters! <laughs> Welcome to the Ask Yourself Why Not podcast. Do you want to say your tagline? The place where you don't ask yourself why, but you ask yourself why not. And absolutely. Today we are going to be asking ourselves why not with two special guests. We have Miss Kim Aston. Is that how you say your last name? Yes, correct. And Laura Hitchman again. Woohoo! Welcome. Thanks, ladies. Good morning. Thank you. Yes. Good morning. Um, Jayla, how have you been lately? Um, it's been good. We've had some snow days. Kids have been home. This it's been snowing. Um, I think it's something we all needed, you know, to stay home. Yeah. Eat, eat our soup. I think people were better too about taking a snow day this last time. Well, like. you know, we don't we haven't really had a lot of snowfall, especially like when I was a kid. I was just talking about this to somebody. Like, when's the last time we actually had a true snow day? And then you know it's supposed to warm up and it's all supposed to melt. It seems like that's just how it happens. I know. And then get colder this weekend. But it's been nice. I think people, like I said, have been better about um taking a snow day and kind of enjoying it. Um you had a little quote from Jayla's been reading the high five habit I've been reading the lazy genius way and before we kind of get into what we're going to talk about today I liked what you wrote 
down oh, from the book. Oh, yes. Yeah. This paragraph really stood out to me, and I've read it a couple times. Um, it's from The High Five Habit by Mel Robbins, and it says, Your relationship with yourself is the foundation for everything in your life. How you talk to and treat yourself sets the tone for everything you do. It determines how you feel, what you think, and what actions you take. If you look in the mirror and don't see a person worth celebrating, it's time to change that. Yeah, I like that one a lot too. I do too. It's 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 not it's deep, but it's really not like you know just love yourself, right? Yeah. Do you guys practice Kim and Laura the um, high five habit where you high five yourself in the mirror in the mornings? No, I don't. But I definitely um, what Jayla read. You know that resonates a lot with me and kind of my my day to day. So yeah. Yeah, I don't practice it either, but yeah, I really like that paragraph as well. Yeah, I read the book as well, and I will say it's like one of those habits that you have to think about, but now in the morning, I, I try to practice it regularly now, but when I look at myself in the mirror, it reminds you, like after you read that book, not to look at like what's wrong with your face or, you know, what's wrong with your body, but then you're kind of reminded, you're like, oh wait. I mean, I am doing a good job. And then you mm -hmm. kind of look at yourself and say, you know. When I, I always awesome. say, um, when I do it, I always say, you go, girl. Yeah. After I high five myself. <laughs> I do, that, too. That just comes natural. And sometimes I'll forget to do it in the mirror. But if I get on, like, my Peloton, there's a picture frame behind mm -hmm. it. And I'll see my reflection. And I'll be like, get it, girl. You mm -hmm. know, or whatever it is. <laughs> so, anyways. But welcome, ladies. And, Kim, you, um, where do you live? I live in Wheeling. Okay, nice. So Kim is um, part of Laura's team here at OV Power Yoga. And this month, as you can tell, we're doing a feature of the teachers at OV Power Yoga um, to try to get everyone inspired to, you know, take care of themselves this next year. Tied into the body reboot. Yes, the body mm -hmm. reboot. And Laura, did you want to go through the body reboot, what it is and how it's sure. going? Yeah. Absolutely. So the body reboot is our January challenge. And it was really the first time we've offered a challenge um, at all. It's just challenges really weren't my thing. And so it's, it's actually been quite amazing. It's, the goal was to attend a minimum of 21 classes in 30 days for a chance to win um, a really sweet package of yoga and inspiration and a massage that you ladies and I decided to come together to do for the person that wins. And um, we've got some pretty... Uh, competitive challengers including Jayla um, I feel like she's gonna be a front contender here no Kirk, Kirk is a old Kirk he's a he's been a two a day or here the last two weeks so he's coming um, for you I guess he was really did you know he was competitive against you I mean, he was freaking out a little oh bit. I had no idea <laughs> No, I haven't been, I honestly haven't been paying attention at all. Yeah, he heard that I think you were doing two a days, and so he was like, what? I think he thought he had it wrapped up in the bag. Oh, he was in my man. class yesterday. Maybe I'll, have to, maybe I'll have to turn up the heat, because I've been slacking. <laughs> You're going to do three a days. I never really come on the weekends. So, well, good. I think overall, you know, it's encouraged all of us to get back in the studio a little bit more frequently and and I what I've noticed is people trying different times of the day yes. with the new class schedule like it's helped a lot 
um, to give people more access to the studio, actually, which has been very cool. Yes, I would agree with that. The new schedule's kind of been more helpful to try, and then the reboots just made me more conscious about it. Yeah. For sure. When is the end of this? February 2nd. Oh, okay. so there's time. There's time, girl. Yeah. You go, girl. <laughs> Um, so Kim, I, we always like to have people send us like their favorite quotes and favorite mantras. If you wouldn't mind reading your quote of the day today, that would be good. And we can kind of see how it resonates through our discussion as well. Absolutely. So my favorite quote and this something I, I've read and kind of stuck with for a long time is be kind. You never know what someone is going through. Yes. I think about that in like road rage. You know how people get, like, really crazy <laughs> oh, on yeah. the road? I drive a lot for my job. Oftentimes, I'm like, chill. You know, you know I think, you know, I we're in sales. That's no lie. I think of that, like, if I talk to somebody and maybe they're a little sassy with me, I always tone back and say, you know, I don't know what day they've had. Maybe, you know, they lost their cat or something, yeah. you know. So, I kind of, it ta- helps me not take things personal if someone's a little mean to me sometimes, you know. Yep. Because you just never know. Exactly. Is that how that resonates with you? You know, it does. Um, a- absolutely in that way. And also, it to me, it's something that I always try you know, to think about being friendly to people. Especially if it's like, for instance, mm-hmm. if somebody new walks in the studio, even if I'm not teaching, I always try to, you know, speak to them, make them feel welcome. Just, mm-hmm. you're just acknowledging somebody or smiling at them. Just showing that little bit of kindness can make a big difference. It, it definitely can make a huge difference. I noticed my son's really good at this, naturally. I always tell him that. We were getting on um, a plane at one time, and you could just see, like, this person that was an airport worker. Like, they have really tough jobs, and mm-hmm. people are not nice to them. And he made a compliment to them, and it, like, totally changed their whole the way they carried themselves mm-hmm. and I told right. them that you know what I mean it's just like those little things you notice so I like that too well you don't know what someone's playing in their head over and over again because I tell you it's so easy to remember the negative things are, that are said to you yes and if someone said something to you in the morning and you're just playing that over and over and over and over and over in your head until mm-hmm. someone gives you a compliment and then it can just change your whole day around break that know? mental chatter up yeah very good. And I like. I just want to add something to that if I can for a minute. Absolutely. Um, just my own being, but I think as human beings in general, we're so intuitive, right? Like your son didn't need to know the, the airport. I don't know if it was an attendant or a TSA, but, um, you know, we don't have to know the person to see all over their face that they're having a rough day. Right. And I think even as young as your kids are, like, you pick up on that because it's intuitive nature, it's energy, and just slapping a smile on your face and asking that person, how are you? It just changes everything. It does. It literally can change their whole day, which can change somebody else's day, which can change somebody else's day. It's a, it's a big deal. It's a domino effect. It mm-hmm. is. A smile, <laughs> for sure. And I liked your mantra too, Kim. Oh, yes. Yes. Do you um, So my favorite mantra, I will have a good day because it's my choice. Mm -hmm. I like that. We were actually just talking to um, Paula Sakura about, we're big followers of like Abraham Hicks and Gabby Bernstein, kind of like the secrets and the laws of of attraction. 
And um, this reminds me of what we were talking about with Paula when she was like, if you give your attention to a problem, it magnifies it, right? Mm -hmm. Like it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you see things that add up to that problem versus if you kind of stop it, stop it and say, we're not thinking that. We're going to think this. You can you can choose to have a good day. Is that what you think too? Or how do you interpret it? Yes. Pretty much that sums it up. Uh, I mean, basically every day when we work up, wake up, excuse me, we have the opportunity to have a good day. But then, you know, whatever happens, somebody's mean to you, somebody cuts you off in traffic or whatever, you can choose to allow that to either A, ruin your day, or B, just take a deep breath, forget about it and move on with your good day. So that's kind of how I think about it is I can choose how I react to something and how I then let it affect the rest of my day. Mm-hmm. How do you guys break up your mental chatter, like the thoughts, if you're getting negative? Um, so, so go ahead, Laura. No, go ahead, Kim. I just try to, to stop, take a moment, just stop myself, take a, a deep breath, um, and then just try to, I guess, look at the situation, whatever that negative thought is, is it really as bad as I'm making it out to be in my mind? Mm-hmm. And most of the time, it's really not. So it's just a matter of taking that pause and really evaluating these negative thoughts, whatever's going on. And a lot of times, I just try to take a deep breath and reset Yeah. I think too, sometimes when we have a negative thought, we tie it to an emotion and then it gets even bigger. Blowing it up. Yeah. Yes. Because it's not that serious. Yeah. Go ahead, Laura. You know, it really depends. Like um, you guys said, like the negative thought tied to emotion, right? So everything ends up being tied to emotion. And it's so interesting because like it really... You know, and all of this to say, like, this is not easy work to do, right? To catch yourself in those moments. It takes no. a lot of practice. But um, trigger, because if it's family, it tends to resonate a lot deeper, right? Or if it's a close friend, or it's a little bit different than somebody cutting you off in traffic. Not to say that those things don't trigger us, too. But um, I've found that, like, certain types of things that are happening, right? Like, if it's, um, somebody cutting me off in traffic or someone showing up late to class or something that like that gets under my skin kind of thing it's really easy to just take a deep breath and let go mm-hmm. and like when it's something with my family and it's a little bit more intense it's more like uh, okay I need to like dance it out or, mm-hmm. or like scream or sing really loudly or um, I don't know, go hit a punching bag mm-hmm. you know what I mean like there's yeah. there's a little bit of a different um, release technique there. Good point. Yeah. It's probably cause those family triggers are run deep for us. Um, you know, and it's kind of how we grew up and how we learned how to communicate and, you know, kind of get our mm-hmm. self identity and stuff. Um, but Kim, yeah. how, how did you get into the mindfulness journey and, and your yoga journey? Oh. First of all, my, my yoga journey, when it first began, I have to admit I was not crazy about yoga. Um, over-exercising and injury is what led me to yoga. And when I first started practicing, I felt like I just pretty much was going through the motions. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just, I was, I was putting in the time on my mat, but I wasn't really giving anything out of it. 
and I have to honestly give Laura credit for that because she is the, the one instructor that I met who really made me enjoy yoga. Uh, I feel like she is the first one who really taught me to start using my breath. Mm-hmm. And I feel like once I started putting the breath and the movement together is when I was actually able to get out of my head into my body and just start feeling what yoga actually did for me, both mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you remember that day, like years ago, when you showed up? I think it was just you that showed up for class, and we talked through some things, and I taught you a little bit about the breath. And I feel like there was a there was an aha moment there. There was. There truly was. And, and I thought that to myself that day, wow, like. If, if I would have known this a year and a half ago, I may have actually been enjoying yoga. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and I mean, it's sad. It really is. But yeah, that, that honestly, that was, that was truly like an awakening. And when I actually started enjoying yoga and just realizing that, you know, that this is actually great. This is something that I can continue to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You mentioned like over-exercising. I think we, we were probably in that yes too. no i say all the yeah. time i i uh i didn't like yoga either i actually started going because of injury and because i you know lost my mom and i was going through a really hard time of my life and just a mix of things but fast forward years later i see the same benefits physically that I would if I would go and do CrossFit crazy work hit workouts or something yeah. you know we used to be really tough on ourselves too yes. like running Remember? yes would like, I would say you know I, I have to run this <clears throat> amount of miles a day like no I don't mm-hmm. just get out there and move and I feel like yoga with the whole mind and bodies really shifted my mindset on you know less is more sometimes yeah and you can yes. still you can still get benefit you can get benefits and other benefits doing certain things and compared to others you right know? you don't have to yeah yeah and it's kill, hard to kill yourself out there man you don't have to run 10 miles a day <laughs> no <laughs> whatever it is um and you guys both mentioned breathing and i think this is so interesting maybe i'm nerding out but we i think you two are the perfect people to talk to about this I had listened to this podcast with this like breathing expert and he was saying that most people breathe wrong. Like they breathe Mm -hmm. through their mouth versus breathing through their nose. Nose, Yeah. Yeah. So I just wondered if you had any insight into that. Um, He was saying that we can train ourselves to be nose breathers. I just noticed from your classes at OV Power that you... Ujjayi breath. Yeah, the Ujjayi breath, which you can kind of talk a little bit more about that, but like that you really focus on that, and it is something that you have to focus on. Doesn't it say like your body like shifts into some mode when you mouth breathe? Yeah, like puts your body under stress. I guess your nose is your first line of immune immune defense because it has like the hairs there and it kind yes. of can filter the yep. air. You use more, you use less air when you're exercising when you're breathing through your nose than you would if you're breathing from your mouth. And then it's bad for your teeth too well, if you're if you, a mouth breather. If you think about it, if you're doing an intense workout, <clears throat> you you immediately mouth breathe. Yeah, and like if you are a mouth breather at night too, your tongue can naturally go to like the back of your throat and it can cause an obstruction in your airway. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Or snoring. Snoring, but and yes. 
What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. So it's really, I, I need to listen to this podcast that y'all listen to with yes. this breath expert. Um, I wouldn't by any means call myself an expert on this, but it is something that I practice regularly. And um, I am by nature a mouth breather. When I was born, I was, I swallowed amniotic fluid as I, my mom was giving birth to me. And so it, it in turn like screwed up my airways, my nasal cavity. Mm. And so I've always had a really hard time breathing. And so I've always like, breathe with my mouth open constantly there's like so many pictures of me as a kid where I just like slack jaw and I'm like mm-hmm. hanging out with my mouth wide open right and it was always so hard for me and I do have that thing at night where my tongue rolls back and when people sleep in the same room as me like you know from on vacation with my sister she's like oh you click your tongue and mm-hmm. I think it's because it's blocking my airway and so I, I innately move it right you know to get air when I'm sleeping but I would say to the breath, to Ujjayi, to all of that, right? When you're breathing out of your mouth, you tend, for me anyway, and I'll speak from that perspective, but um, it is anxiety, right? Is why I'm breathing like that. And it's a shallow breath. Like it's right there mm-hmm. in my chest, like right up towards my collarbones. And when I focus on my breath and Ujjayi in particular, right? For people that don't know, that is a breath that's taken with the mouth closed. And it's an in and out breath that restricts a little bit at the back of your throat. So like you ladies said, it, it does restrict how much air is coming in and out. But you over practicing that breath in and out through your nose, you can get really deep into your diaphragm, you know, over time. I mean, I can do that breath for probably eight to 10 counts mm-hmm. on the in and the out. And part of what we're trying to teach people is how to find an equal length of the in and the out. And what you're doing is massaging your vagal nerve, right? Which mm-hmm. which runs okay. from the back of your throat, basically, down into your gut. And so, right, your gut, your gut brain. <laughs> so you're going one brain to the other with the breath. And so we can do this powerful practice and we can sweat and we can do 30 chaturangas in a class and still have a sense of calm because you're actually massaging your, your nervous system mm-hmm. with that breath. There was something I was reading in the one article I had sent you guys. It said there is no resistance when you're only breathing through your mouth, which is why people do it. It's just like you can get, you feel like you can get air in quicker, um, but it's not the quality of air that you would get from nose breathing. My son's a mouth breather and uh, like his, my husband says, if you are a mouth breather too, like your teeth get messed up because you're not having that natural placement of your tongue behind your teeth too. So that's kind of interesting. Interesting. He's so a like dentist. Yeah, he is a dentist. Shape, like the form of teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes your jaw more narrow when yeah. you are a mouth breather. And then you can cause yourself jaw issues too. Um, TMJ. But yeah. Oh man, I need to come see your husband. <laughs> I know. There is a physical, there was a physical therapist that was doing TMJ stuff. I don't know if they still are or not, but I know he had good results with that. Um, anyways, wh- how can we learn? Like, what are some ways we can learn to breathe through our nose, like more consciously? I thought you said cow. Can we cow? Learn cow. <laughs> What'd you say? Um, well, I would say that you know, simply learning how to practice diaphragmatic breathing. 
right? So that's what you, and you have to focus on it. So sitting and just breathing or laying down and just breathing in and out through your nose until you get like a feeling for that. Um, but, you know, come take a yoga class because it's like we are obsessed with that. And, you know, you walk into the room and it's pretty loud with the breath mm-hmm. and that encouragement, right? Because we're also not comfortable breathing in a way that people can hear us, right? We're kind of taught that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that we're taught that specifically, like somebody says that, right? But like, you're definitely, you know, conscientious of your breath and the way that you sound when you're breathing and you're like, oh man, that's a heavy breather, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be called that. But instead, we're encouraging people to breathe like that. We're encouraging you to sound like Darth Vader when you're breathing because there's so many benefits to it. You know, I um, noticed, Laura, I noticed that I do that in, like, my every day. Like, if I'm at work and I have a big to-do list, I'll be at my desk and I'll just go, <laughs> I'll breathe real deep and sigh. And, like, if someone's there, they'll be like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm I'm sorry that I just do that. <laughs> or if you're driving in your car, come on, you guys do that, Oh, right? definitely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You All sub- the time. Yes, you subconsciously will take a big inhale. Mm-hmm. A big inhale, everybody. And then si- sigh it out. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that interesting, people's response to that? Because we, we, we clearly understand that that person is in some state of duress or stress. Mm-hmm. Or just ha- having a release having a release yeah Yeah. but yeah people think something's wrong with you if you do that it's attention getting and really truly like i think that their question is pretty valid because like you do that your your body knows to do that because you it's like okay i'm experiencing some stress and my systems are starting to work a little bit harder and so you're in this overactive nervous system state and so you're just self-soothing you know you're Mm -hmm. just bringing yourself back down into that space where you feel clear and calm and can focus mm-hmm. yeah Kim how has like this type of breathing helped you well I what JLo was just saying describes me to a T I am I feel like I'm forever just like taking a deep inhale and then sighing it out and I think after all these years that my husband has finally gotten used to that because he would look at me and say are you okay and I'm like yeah I'm fine mm-hmm. you know, it's just just my, even if it's just at the end of a busy day and I'm getting ready to sit down, just taking that deep inhale and just sighing it out. It's just my way of kind of releasing the day and okay, it's time to actually relax now. So it, it's definitely something that I do a lot and I think I do it without even realizing it now that I've gotten over the fear of, oh, somebody's going to hear me do this. It's yeah. just something I do naturally and don't think about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and we are meant to be belly breathers. I think the first time I ever learned about belly breathing was when I took like singing lessons as a kid. I remember her talking mm-hmm. about you would want your um, breath when you're trying to sing uh, to make your belly look bigger. And I had never been taught that before in my life. I was talking to Alex last night. Alex is my husband about like all the stuff you learn in school, right? You learn all these crazy like anatomy terms, but really nobody talks to you about the chatter in your brain or belly breathing, all those things that, you know, would be useful later Uh in life. It's, it's just interesting, but I'm not sure what you guys think about that. Is that, that's a full practice of your yoga, right? Belly breathing? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll say 
to that because right we were talking about like you don't want to be the loud breather on the airplane or whatever but like people also especially us females like with like body image stuff like you're you're also trying to like hold it in and like not make your belly any bigger than Uh than it needs to look right so there's a little bit of that that happens i think that like restricts us especially as we grow up from wanting to do things that are beneficial to our health just because it makes us look in a in a less ideal way quote unquote according to society um but yeah so diaphragmatic breathing goes um really deep right like you're really into your belly and you're filling it and then you're letting it collapse also i mean um i love the breath i could just like talk about this probably for an hour but Uh it um I like to think about it like this because you guys know I have a lot of digestive issues. And so when those issues are active and my gut is really uncomfortable and it's talking to me, like audibly talking to me and I can't get comfortable, if I lay and do that breath, that Ujjayi breath in and out of my nose for like five minutes maybe, like it just settles all that noise Mm -hmm. and that gurgle and that uncomfortableness. and. We were just talking about this during teacher training this weekend. One of the ladies was like, I have IBS. And then we were in child's pose and practicing. And she was like, I was like, in her head, she's like, oh, shit, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm going to have to go to the bathroom, like, right now. Mm -hmm. And she started doing the breath a little bit more intensely. And the whole sensation went away. Oh, yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It takes the pain right away. Mm -hmm. And it, like, creates space for your organs is really where I was going with that. To, like, kind of chill and and you think like when you when you really have to go to the bathroom and you're like i'm gonna run to the bathroom and i'm gonna clench i'm gonna do this whole thing yeah and it actually makes it worse so if you can breathe and walk it like lessens that constriction that natural constriction that your body's going through when you are about to go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. um anyway these two things are very related for me and it makes it turn the conversation in the direction of it always goes to poop. It always, always goes, goes yep. to poop. That's what Freud says. Is your butthole's your second brain or something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> For all of us. Um, but no, I I think you I think you are exactly right with all that. Like just being aware of your breath. I think it's just something that we walk around and we're not aware of it. We're mouth breathing and mm-hmm. you're just not again aware of what's going on. I had had seen too where you can like hold one of one of your nostrils breathe in through it mm-hmm. kind of like hold it at the top hit the other nostril hold it in and breathe out for it just to kind of like make you more aware of it are there different exercises you could do like every day to kind of help you besides coming to yoga which we know is great so say somebody's not there yet like what's one small step they could take do you think to help them be better nose breathers kim you want to take this one yeah, um, it's actually, I was going to go to the breathing exercise that I did yesterday before class. It's actually very simple. It's a, a four count or a square breathing technique. Mm-hmm. And basically all you're doing is you're inhaling to a four count, pausing to a four count, exhale four, and pause four. Mm. So you can think of it just like you're kind of drawing a square. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's very simple. It's something anybody can do. Yeah, um, and we did that yesterday before we started class. That's a good I, the box breath. I, I've I, heard I, of that. Yeah, yeah. When we talked to Nikki, do you remember she had said that before Jill goes on stage to perform, she taught her to do the box breath. Mm-hmm. 
to kind yes. of like calm her nervous system, which I thought was really good. And then Kim, what, what, like, what was part of your reason for doing that, Brad, yesterday? Oh yeah, so sharing that. <laughs> Had, had something happen with a neighbor being stuck in the middle of the road and I didn't think I was going to make it to class on time and mm. I don't like to be late no, so I was very funny. very frazzled and was actually late. trying to get a hold of Laura or somebody to let people into the studio so I had already thought about doing that breathing before class but I knew that I really needed to do that for myself as well just to kind of bring myself back down before I taught absolutely that's a very good yeah, that's a very good tip and something very simple that we can do. Yes. The box breath. Very good. Well, we're probably going to run out of time here soon. We could literally talk about this kind of stuff, I feel like, forever because it's just so... I just think it's so interesting. It's just a simple fix that we can all like be more conscious about and get better quality of air and like more oxygen to our organs mm. and help our anxiety and all that other stuff. Um. So anyways... But what is your, what would you guys say is your why not of the day? Do you have one? Why, why not breathe through your nose and breathe loudly? <laughs> yeah. Very yes, good. I think as Laura always says in class, breathe for your neighbor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So don't just do it for yourself. It's contagious. So mm -hmm. if, if you do it, then hopefully everybody that's around you can feed off of your breath. Yeah. You know what's so cool? <laughs> Um, when I say that, like literally people, all of a sudden they get out of their head and out of their own way and that self-conscious behavior stops Yeah. and they start thinking, oh, if I have to do this for someone else, which is crazy, it's kind, right? But it's also like, do it for your damn self, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really cool and that really works. That really gets people in that, that mode. Yeah. Yeah, even doing like a box breath before a big meeting, something like that. So maybe, maybe why not try some breathing exercises mm -hmm. in your day? Whether you YouTube it, come to a yoga class, talk to somebody about it, but like take five minutes or when you're driving or whatever, really focus on proper breathing, belly breathing. See how that works. What's yours, Jayla? Uh, mine's going to be tied in with a quote. Every day may not be good, but there's something good in every day. So why not look for the good if you're having a bad day and maybe do some breathing exercises while you focus on what's good. Yeah. You're breathing. You are breathing for sure. Um, well, I thought that was a, a very interesting conversation. If you guys want to check out Laura and Kim, <coughs> Kim, what are the days that you teach now? I, I know that um, we added, you guys added some times to the schedule and like, what is your class? like in comparison uh, Monday 9 a.m. and 4 15 p.m. and Tuesday at 4 30 mm -hmm. and this week I'm also subbing for Julie Thursday at 4 30. Okay nice okay. and how would you describe your class for someone that's interested? I feel like it's it's usually a little bit different it's always a mix of our base flow that we have with a little bit of breath um, sometimes a little bit of dancing. I like to throw that in every once in a while. So it's a possibility for tomorrow. Just, just add a little fun, keep it mixed up, let everybody just kind of cut loose. Okay, nice. Very good. And we will put, um, are you on Instagram? Yes. Okay. You'll have to send me your handle and we'll put it in the show notes and we'll put the website up. And then Laura, we are taking your class this morning here at seven. Yes. And yes. I'm uh, excited for the body blend. And what is, the, we love. 
what is the body blend? How would you describe it? So the body blend is a, it's literally a blend of two of our styles, which vinyasa, hot vinyasa is our signature is how, how everyone else used to know it was power yoga. Um, and so we felt like hot vinyasa defined us a little bit more. Power yoga is pretty linear and we're a little bit more flowy. And um, I think there's a little more creativity to it. So the body blend is hot vinyasa. And then our deep recovery class, which we just put on the schedule this year, um, it's been like a top hit, like everyone loves it. And yes. deep recovery is all about being on the ground, like grounding and centering your energy. It's focused on breath work again, but it's deep stretches mm. that help you release more areas in your body or relax the overactive nervous system or digestive system or mm-hmm. you know we're really trying to adjust all the systems of the body within that hour and so this class is like a seamless flow between those two styles so it's you're, you might be moving through some um vinyasa moves and then immediately after that like lingering into a deeper stretch okay so it's got a different type of pace to it yeah I think it helps you soften into those areas that you're like maybe not aware that you're tensing um, Mm -hmm. as well so people can kind of think about it as like uh, it's work and it's it's ease yes I like that well very good conversation if anybody has um, any questions anymore on you know the studio or uh, breathing yeah (laughs) sounds crazy but hey it's true you guys can reach out to Laura and or Kim we'll put all their contact information in the show notes so thank you so much for being with us today ladies absolutely and thank, you. thank you this is the ask yourself Shayla. why not podcast yeah the ask yourself why not podcast have a great one If you enjoyed listening to this episode, share it with a friend or give us a great review. Yes. And also, if you have an idea for a show, please share it with us. We really love to know what our community um, thinks about the episodes that we're creating as well. Yeah. What our listeners are enjoying listening to. Yeah. That really helps us create better content for you. Yeah, absolutely. As always, thank you for listening to the Ask Ask Yourself Yourself Why Not Podcast.